0: Five, four, three, two, one, Wendy Bell. Inspiring solutions to save America. One show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? They believe that they can they can destroy this bond that exists between you and Trump if they somehow make Trump look bad, make Trump look like a reprobate, embarrass you about Trump. They can't do it because you came before Trump. Desperately want Trump gone and I I know that they desperately want it codified, that Trump cannot run again because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. Which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold, truth, and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program.
1: Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It's official. We are on the air. Remember to get our podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a download. Get us on your device and give us a week of your time. Listen to what we do. Hear what we talk about. It's more than headlines. It's the truth. And we're delighted that you're here with us. I think I have a very visceral reaction to the petty petulance on the left. I I really do struggle with that because I like good people. And that's not to say that the left doesn't have good people. I just don't see them. I don't hear them. I see a lot of very childish na 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 nah behavior that is very unbecoming. It is immature and it's dangerous. I think we can all agree on certain things that no matter how much you dislike somebody's politics, there's a limit. There's a limit to how you respond to people who you disagree with. So many of the voices on the left want you canceled. They want you penniless. They want you broken. They want you to be where the January 6th protesters are. Stripped of your rights. Robbed of your voice and hurting. That's gross. This story, though, about Joe Biden's administration Let's just call a spade a spade. Joe Biden has never been in charge of anything, which is scary in and of itself. But this administration, the loathing that they have for anybody who does not get into that cattle chute and follow the march to slaughter is an enemy to them. And they behave like very petulant children. Why am I saying this? How about this headline? I got this from the Deseret News. Exclusive, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. denied Secret Service protection for the third time. The third time. Let's just make a, a historical notation here. Was it not RFK Jr.'s father and uncle? Their assassinations, which precipitated the whole idea of Secret Service protection for presidential candidates. Right? So, why on earth would Joe Biden and his administration, why on earth, let me rephrase, would Barack Obama deny RFK Jr. protection? How dare you come against the machine, is the message. We do not find you worthy. You might have D after your name, but you don't represent our values because you're not voting lockstep with us. You're independent thinking. We don't like that. You're a danger. You tell the truth. And we have tried like hell to give you the moniker of vaccine denier when there couldn't be anything further from the the truth. You got to hear this story, though. It just underscores childish behavior i mean how do we expect as parents and grandparents our children to grow up and be responsible productive reasonable good people when so many of the adults in positions of quote-unquote power or news value suck according to a letter obtained by the Deseret news the independent presidential candidate RFK Jr., will not receive U.S. Secret Service protection during his campaign. It's purposeful. I personally think they hope somebody takes him out. That's disgusting to say that. Disgusting. Guess who's involved in this decision? Who's in the crosshairs of it? None other than dirtbag incarnate Alejandro Mayorkas and the Department of Homeland Security. Oh, wait for it. Here's your story. Independent presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s third request for Secret Service protection has been denied, according to a letter obtained by the Deseret News. The letter, signed by Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, says that U.S. Secret Service protection for Kennedy, quote, is not warranted. See, it makes me angry. My voice just went... The letter's veracity was confirmed Friday night by the Kennedy campaign. So do you think RFK Jr. just wants security protection because he thinks it makes him look cool? Does he roll into stuff? Does he make you, does he give you that vibe that he's like a a Fauci spotlight whore? No. Guy has some interesting stuff to share. How did he, how did he make his name? Digging into the cleanliness of water finding out companies were dumping ridiculous crap in the water, chemicals that were doing terrible things to people. This wasn't his original calling. He was browbeaten by a bunch of moms who had piles and piles of documents. Look at what we've been accumulating. Look at what they're doing to our water. And finally at an event he was attending or headlining, RFK Jr. could deny these women no more. And he started researching it. And he completely blew the lid off of pollution. And because of him and these women, major changes happened. There were cleanup efforts. There were EPA restrictions and and checks of, of chemical pollutants and these big companies that were doing the dumping. It was significant. But because RFK Jr. came out against this vaccine because he said show us your safety work show us how you tested it give us the data. They couldn't give them the data because the data was damning. Ladies and gentlemen you don't lose 1,223 people in a phase one clinical trial and push it out to the whole world as safe and effective. Right? They did, though, and he became public enemy number one. Quote, I have consulted with an advisory committee composed of the Speaker of the House. This is a Mayorkas comment, by the way. I've consulted with an advisory committee composed of the Speaker of the House, the House Minority Leader, the Senate Majority Leader, the Senate Minority Leader, blah, 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 blah. Based on the facts and the recommendation of the advisory committee, I've determined that Secret Service protection for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not warranted at this time. This Department of Homeland Security did not respond to a request for comment. Now, Kennedy has submitted three requests for Secret Service protection since launching his campaign in April, each with the same result. You are not worthy. How dare you go against the empire? Well, here's a kind of interesting sidebar story. Did you guys know that Judicial Watch, if you are familiar with them, Tom Fitton's outfit where they go and they use the courts to get information that nobody wants you to get? Judicial Watch. Biden's Secret Service records show Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was denied protection despite numerous threats. Wait, What? This isn't some guy, some blowhard guy running for president who wants the spotlight, makes it look, makes him feel cool if there are guys around him. This is a man whose father and uncle were assassinated. One must ask why they were assassinated, but that's for a whole nother day, right? He's received credible threats. One would submit really freaky credible threats. Among them, the records obtained by Judicial Watch include a Secret Service protective intelligence and assessment that reveals numerous threats to RFK Jr. Wacky people showing up places. Threatening phone calls, threatening packages. I'm sorry, guys. It's almost like Barack Obama and company want somebody to neutralize the threat of a man who dares to ask questions. Look, I don't share the same worldviews as RFK Jr., but I absolutely, fundamentally, unwaveringly defend his ability to live peacefully and to go out and do this, run for president. Joe Biden doesn't even have the huevos to debate the guy. Does he want him unprotected for a reason? The story continues. After this on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. I think so much of what we're gonna talk about, I mean, forever now, is this fantastic oxymoron. This this ridiculous hypocrisy that is the left. It's it's so obvious. It's so transparent. These people who pretend to be about safety and wellness are the least safe, most dangerous people to us. The people who demand that you trust them and follow the science are the least likely to be followed scientifically for anything. Demonstrably, we know this. And wait until we get to the Festivus report. Rand Paul's Festivus of wasteful spending. How much Fauci and the NIH and wacky experiments with monkeys. I don't know what the hell's going on out there, ladies and gentlemen, but it's super weird. So this whole idea of wellness, safety, we're going to keep you safe. It's about safe. You got to be safe. safe, 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 right? You would think that having a strong military focused on just that, the safety of the American people, isn't that supposed to be the job? No, not anymore. Not in this wacky administration. Oh, you need proof? How about this? Dailycaller.com, exclusive story. Here's what they're teaching in the Naval Academy's gender and sexuality class. look, I'm all for middle school like biology stuff, right? These are the male reproductive organs. These are the female reproductive organs. We can get into a little nuance of DNA, chromosomes. Hey, let's talk about the endoplasmic reticulum and ribosomes and the mitochondria, right? the powerhouse of the cell. Let's do that. This crap? Really? Of course. Of course, that's what it is. An English course at the U.S. Naval Academy teaches officer candidates left-wing theories of gender and sexuality, along with the elements of critical race theory, according to syllabi obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. Of course, you need, to, you need to drill this into the fabric of these people. I mean, if you're going to have people out there, ostensibly in the military in some capacity— you need them to be your clone troopers. The course description for HE 374, topics in gender and sexuality in literature. Really? Right? I learned this with Judy Bloom's Are You There God, It's Me Margaret, right? Every girl out there who was born in the 1970s says the same thing. I don't need a taught at the US Naval Academy, right? Do we have priorities? We should. How fantastic. Topics in gender and sexuality in literature. Well, it begins by tracing the history of gender and sexuality studies from its origin in the women's studies discipline rooted in the second wave feminism of the 1970s and 1980s, according to a syllabus obtained via a Freedom of Information Act request. How ticked would you be if you were super excited that your son or daughter you know what, Mom, Dad? I'm about to graduate from high school, I'm giving it some thought. I would really, really like to join the Navy. Wow. That is a big deal. That's terrific. You make me so proud. Can you imagine being that mom and dad and finding this out? Say, what? How about this? The English major course broadens to include studies for future U.S. Navy officers on LGBTQ studies, on race, class, and concepts informed by critical race theory, which defines people groups in terms of oppressor and oppressed, the syllabus shows. Again, this goes back to the opening thesis of my monologue today. The whole idea. They want want to steal your joy. They can't handle when you are happy. When you are moved by the season, when you feel blessed, when you stand for the flag, when you proudly salute, when you feel the way you do, because it's in contrary, it's complete contrast to how they've been programmed. If you're white, you're an aggressor, you're an oppressor. You should feel ashamed, guilty. You should want to make amends. You should go out on some mission trip. The way the Mormons send their children all around the world to basically convert others to the whole Latter-day Saints idea. (laughs) This is what their disciples are, are learning. But in the U.S. Navy? Really? One might argue that our taxpayer dollars support said institution. Who voted on this? Who said this is where we're going? This reminds me of George Blakemore, the gentleman who's considered the fit 51st alderman in the city council meetings in Chicago, because he's not really missed a single city council meeting in 30 years. And he stood up and told the truth about what's going on. We didn't vote for our city to become a sanctuary to people who don't love America. Because there's a process, and you guys have completely molested that process. Where's our vote? Because we weren't surveyed on this. And last time I checked, that's contrary to we the people of the United States of America. And that's what it's all about. Whittling away at all of the things that are basic that we hold dear. All right, don't go anywhere. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program, wasting our money. At least the government's good at something. Oh boy, this one's going to get you hot. Next. You know, one of the rules, sort of like, Fiscal Responsibility 101. Don't spend money you don't have. One of the scariest things about kids and credit cards and this idea is teaching them, look, if you can't pay the bill off at the end of the month, don't buy whatever you think you're buying. Because it ain't going to work out. You don't get anywhere in life if you are not fiscally responsible. Except for some reason, our government is allowed to do whatever it wants. To spend like drunken thieves that they are. The redundancy, the duplicity of, of all of these programs and waste. Rand Paul does this every year. And he calls it the Festivus Report. The senator from Kentucky dropping some truth bombs on us today. And I think we should go through where your money is going. I, I struggle every single day when I, when I talk to, to liberals who are just hook, line, and sinker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep voting Democrat. Do you not see what's going on around you? Because the finances, the issues that you're having today, you didn't have three and a half, four years ago. But you keep voting stupid, and that's what you're going to get. Might you inquire of your government? Hey, what are you doing? So this is what he writes. Happy Festivus. How is 2023 already coming to a close, he writes. Well, it's been quite a year. And he chronicles some of these things that have been wasteful spending that we've been paying for, that we didn't vote to pay for. But the schlubs in Congress, who ostensibly voted to support us, right, represent what we want, have. How about $900 billion worth of waste? Oh, yeah including an NIH grant to study Russian cats walking on a treadmill. Barbies used as proof of ID for defrauding the COVID Paycheck Protection Program. A $6 million, wow, $6 million to promote tourism in Egypt. And how about $200 million to struggling artists, including Post Malone, Chris Brown, and Lil Wayne. No matter how much money the government already has wasted, they keep demanding more. And you're the one who's supposed to pay the bills. So let's get into all of this. The waste of 2023. I'm going to give you some of the highlights. We've got about 10 minutes to get through it. We might get through all of it. Nine hundred billion dollars. So talk to me about this Barbie doll photo used to get PPP funds during COVID. Yeah, this happened. The faces of Barbie's dream world played a role in the fiscal nightmare that was COVID-19 spending. Government spending was already out of control when Congress approved $800 billion in COVID Paycheck Protection Program funds. As federal agencies hustled to get the funds out quickly, it came as no surprise when swindlers rushed up to line up for their cut of the COVID cash. Of course, it's almost like it was predictable. It was purposeful. Some of us saw the writing on the wall, predicted that shutting down our economy and printing more money to pay the nation to stay home from work would be a fiscal disaster. Hello? And here we are. What was supposed to be an artificial intelligence system to verify proof of identity quickly exposed the stupidity of this program using Barbie's face as proof of identity to steal taxpayer dollars. I don't think we had that on our COVID waste bingo card, my friends. They were so lazy. Swindlers were so lazy as they were applying for these PPP funds. And the government sucks that much that there was nobody who saw that the photos that were supposed to be proof of identity were actual pictures of Barbie dolls. Super. How much did we lose in that one? Hmm. Let's see a portion of 800 billion dollars. Well, that's fantastic. Let's move on to this one. How about Dr. Fauci's monkey business? Did you guys know that you're paying 33.2 million dollars to run the NIH's monkey island? <laughs> right? Is that where the Is that where the the the, the bus full of Of wild monkeys in cages, right? That crashed in Pennsylvania over the summer. (sighs) Is that where they were going? To Fauci's Monkey Island? Did you know such a place existed? Uh, Let's go. What's known to South Carolina locals. As Monkey Island is Dr. Fauci's 3,000 monkey colony. Raised on a state-owned island. The NIH signed a 33.2 million million dollar contract my friends with a local business to house, feed and care for those monkeys before they're shipped to research labs all around the country. Federal government established the colony in the late 70s, though the multi-million dollar contract to care for the animals changed hands quite a few times. The NIH also paid millions of dollars to a large pharmaceutical company to maintain Dr. Fauci's monkey Island. Apparently, monkey business is big business and we're paying for it. How about $6 million to boost Egyptian tourism? That's true, that happened. If you care to float in a hot air balloon around Egyptian ruins or travel down the Nile on a royal Cleopatra Nile cruise, maybe touring some temples or seeing the 19 or 1897 oil press is more your speed? Well, this could be the perfect spot for your next vacation. You've paid $6 million to get folks to travel there. I love tourism, but why are we paying for this? The United States Agency for International Development. Oh, you've heard that acronym for a while. USAID, Aid, where all things dark, dirty, and sucky happen, approved spending $6 million to boost tourism in Egypt, promoting it as a value investment in sustainable, integrative tourism. Fantastic. Well, I can tell you, U.S. has spent more than $100 million on Egyptian tourism so far. $100 million. Imagine what could be done with that money here in the U.S. of A. How about this? How about this? Testing how hot dogs get when they walk outside in the summer sun. Who wouldn't want to know that? especially if said experiment involves rectal temperature taking. Really? It's all kind of fitting for what we're talking about, right? Put on your rubber gloves. Here we go. Getting hot while walking outside in the heat kind of might be obvious to you. But the United States Department of Agriculture, ah, USDA, allocated cutting-edge research funding to support a summer study that walked 16 dogs of two different colors and measured their rectal temperatures. Researchers found the Labrador's fur color did not affect their body temperature after a hot summer's walk. That's it. That's the taxpayer-funded cutting-edge study. What did you pay for out of this? Well, let's see. The Agricultural Research Service of the USDA, which funded the study at Southern Illinois University, gets $1.7 billion a year from Congress. But it's unknown how much the hot dog study actually cost U.S. taxpayers. Maybe we should put Congress on a tighter fiscal leash. I agree. Then there's this. How about the Department of Homeland Security? training employees to be their, quote, authentic and best selves. Sounds like some do-goodery suckery of an epic proportion. You'd be correct about that. One would think employees of the Department of Homeland Security's cybersecurity infrastructure security agency, CISA, which we've heard an awful lot about in the probe of Joe Hunter and James Biden, one would think that the Department of Homeland Security's CISA would spend their time combating cybersecurity breaches and doing other security-related tasks. Well, think again. As part of a five-year diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility strategic plan, CISA employees gathered for a federally funded workshop where attendees focused on quote effective strategies to build and sustain. Psychological safety that allows individuals to show up to work as their authentic and best selves. Ironically, the workshop coincided with CISA's efforts to suppress protected speech on social media platforms during the COVID-19 pandemic. (laughs) I mean, you can't you can't make up the hypocritical suck going on in our government. Then there's the Russian cats on a treadmill study. This was funded in part by a $2.7 million NIH grant. After having their brain stems snipped, seriously, seriously, after having their brain stems snipped, Russian cats were forced to walk on a treadmill in Russian labs. This is all thanks to U.S. taxpayers footing the bill. Wait, I thought we hated Vladimir Putin. Why would we ever do anything in conjunction with Russia? Ever? Well, Russian scientists, funded with your money, posted videos of their catwalk studies, which showed shaved cats hooked up to electrodes and struggling to walk on a treadmill. These catwalks were part of a $2.7 million NIH grant given to a researcher at the Georgia Institute of Technology in the United States. The institute then sub-granted the funds to researchers in St. Petersburg, Russia, a fact first uncovered by the White Coat Waste Project two years ago. Do we have time, ladies and gentlemen, for one more? Absolutely, especially when it has to do with dead people. The government paid $38 million to dead people this year. U.S. officials tested that Another 38 million or testified rather that another 38 million dollars in COVID payments, an average $83,000 each. (laughs) That's what Hunter made in Burisma every month. That's so weird. Went to people Uncle Sam knew were dead. The figures came from the special task force Congress authorized to track COVID payments from the federal government specifically. $10 million was paid to individuals who were already dead on the date someone applied for funding. The government doled out $1.3 million of your money to 30 individuals who were dead for at least a year in what fraud inspectors deemed one of the particularly egregious examples of of government waste. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I thought maybe just a small sampling of suck so you know as your taxes go higher and higher and you and your family are able to do less and dream smaller. And apparently we voted for that. Excellent. Do not go anywhere, my friends. Coming up next, who pays for all of that waste? Ooh, this is going to hurt. Sorry. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Going through this government waste is, is truly, it's truly breathtaking. For the amount of money that you and I pay every single year for the privilege of being a card carrying American, we have skin in the game. The skin in the game is also predicated on our government keeping us safe. Our government is failing in that endeavor, it's the border everything that they say they're all about safety and security and law and order and rules and blah 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 of course is it's a lie you don't open up your borders and just invite everybody in the world in if you're not corrupt as nuts and you don't have some disgusting alternative plan which we know so who pays for all of this waste if rand paul's festivist report for 2023 highlights about $900 billion in wasteful government spending. Stupid crap. That, that organizations have to go to court and file Freedom of Information Act requests about. Hey, you idiots work for us. We don't go to court and jump through your hoops. You tell us. Different culture these days, isn't it? How about this headline, Just the News? Who pays for all of this? Well, of course you do. I do. You know that. But this is the, the gut punch number if i were to ask you knowing what you know about the national debt which has absolutely skyrocketed in the last several years obviously what do you think for us to to just pay it off let's just pay it off what would every man woman and child not migrant but man woman u.s citizen how much money would we all owe do you think To pay off the national debt. Brock, do you have a guess? Any idea? Uh, I would say
0: $130,000.
1: $100,000 per person. $100,000 per person. The U.S. Treasury Department estimating the national debt right now, $33.87 trillion. That there is anybody in Congress... Who has the audacity to submit that we need more? Well, we need to take it up a little bit. Inflation and all. Yeah, because you idiots caused it. How dare you? There needs to be a day number one, January, whatever it's going to be, 2025, a new president of the United States. God willing. Donald Trump. And I say that because his policies make sense and he's not a dirtbag. Job number one cut the bureaucracy of the federal government by 50%. If that means unemployment goes up, well, so be it. Why are we paying for failure? year after year after year after year but this hundred grand each for fiscal year 2023 which began october 1st of last year and ended at the end of this september The deficit rose about $1.7 trillion. What happened to Joe Biden? If you make less than $400,000 a year, you're not going to have anything go up by one penny. Really? Who's going to pay for that, Joe? he doesn't care. He's not alive. He's out there, ladies and gentlemen. The federal government spent $6.13 trillion while total revenue was only $4.44 trillion. Rule number one, folks, you can't spend more than you make. Because unlike the federal government, we don't have anyone to go to to cover our butts when we get in over our heads. Why do you think we need 87,000 new IRS agents, why the desire to demonize guns, take them away from people? You don't need a magazine with that that many rounds. What are you doing? dear? don't wear Kevlar, says Joe Biden, when he's lucid temporarily out of his hyperbaric chamber. All of this is connected. Break you, bankrupt you, saddle you, Come after you and take away the last thing that you have to defend yourself. While the Treasury normally tracks the deficit by the fiscal year, a look at the monthly Treasury Department reports show the federal government borrowed, borrowed, we owe. How much do we owe? Well, we borrowed $1.65 trillion this calendar year. And, and these people thought it was a good idea to shut down the economy, to print money, to push it out there, to call it free money basically. A victory, these people took a victory lap on this, yay! <clears throat> There's a picture of Mitch McConnell, the sloth that that man is, right? standing next to the COVID-whatever-cares-act nonsense. How many thousands of pages was it? Stacked page on, on top of page? It was almost as tall as he was, and it was wrapped in a bow as an F you to your face. And then Joe Biden came out to seal the deal by lying to the American people and saying, no, no, no. Your taxes aren't going to go up. We just need the rich to pay their fair share. Just not my son. Not my daughter. Not us. But you, absolutely. It's all so damn predictable, isn't it? You know, waking up as, as a person on the left, being angry, when you wake up from that trance, that slumber, it's difficult But if you make the awakening permanent and you walk away, you have tremendous clarity on what you just survived. Well, you're going to hear that sort of story from a New York Times opinion editor who was uh, sacrificed in the name of DEI. Very cool article next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.